He said it. He freaking said it. Welcome, everybody, to TRB Live. That's right. We're live, baby. We're here to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series finale, maybe. A lot of of rumors going around out there. And a lot of wants and wishes. And even the Lucasfilm president saying, hey, if we could find a story, we'll do more of these. Um, I wish they thought about that with other characters. But anyway, uh, what's up, guys? (laughs) Thanks for joining us here in the live chat. I'm John. That's James. That's Lacey. Uh, This is TRB Live. And yes, we are here to talk about... uh, Part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the finale, at least for now, um, which did it did to me feel like a finale. And it seemed for the most part quite universally praised, which is always a good thing uh, when it comes to the ending of anything, um, because quite often series finales and, and stuff like that uh, have not lived up to expectations or what fans wanted. It, and it appears for the most part, Obi-Wan dodged uh, a blaster bolt here. So, um thanks again to everybody in the live chat for joining us uh if you don't mind liking the video if you're already here just click bing uh and if you're on social media sharing either our tweet from rbatswn or facebook or wherever you are on social media sharing it to your followers so that we can fill up the party and have a good time and let people know about our little show here so thank you all very much it uh, looks like the chat is popping already. I don't know if people still say popping or not, but I just did. Nobody does. Uh, <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> uh, no, but thanks. And of course, uh, if you want your chat talked about on the show, um, Super Chats are available. Looks like we may already have some that have popped through. So we'll get to those in just a moment. But just want to say hey to James and Lacey, who are twins today. A oh, couple yeah. of buddies and matching shirts. Mm-hmm. Couple of buddies yep. says hello yeah. there. John's favorite. <laughs> John, you know, you I know feel funny? like there were so many things that people were like, "Oh, that didn't happen," and then it's like the last like, ten minutes of the show. It's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. Qui Gon. I know, right? They're like, "Oh, we forgot to do all these things. Let's get them in at the end." Yeah, I I saw one thing that was like uh, Qui Gon fans anxiously awaiting six episodes, and then it shows him, and he's like, "Took you long enough." <laughs> <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um. No, that's great though. Um. It was uh. I absolutely loved the episode. And we'll get to that in a moment. Um. When we when we rate it, but how are you guys doing tonight? Overall, feeling good. Hmm. Absolutely. I'm good. I'm ready for more Star Wars, and I'm sad we're going to have to wait a little bit before our next thing, Bad right. Batch or Andor especially. It's um, just like now we're in that lull, which is like, just like we thought, this whole series came and went so quickly, especially because we got those two episodes up front, that it just felt like I was like, oh no, it's already done. Yeah, it did come and go quick, and... I am so torn and we'll talk about it at the end. Uh, We'll speculate on instead of speculating on next week, because there is none. um, We no episodes. Anyway, we're going to go live next week to recap the whole series as we do, which is more of a loose, fun episode um, with a nice caveat, which we'll talk about in a bit. But Mm -hmm. maybe we speculate on the rumor about if there's going to be a season two and whether we want one. And we could do that at the end of the show. Um, But to kick things off here, first of all, Lacey, I got to say, you did it. And the the new room looks exactly like the other one. Great job. <laughs> yeah, how many times are you going to do this? Until you okay, move. Okay, so 
<laughs> so uh without getting too crazy like a, a really crazy sickness went through my household for the past week so i didn't things got reprioritized and baby came first and so that's what happened but hopefully <laughs> next week <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah all good there you'll eventually move and, and as long as it's still you it doesn't matter where you're broadcasting from Lacey. we just want you oh so. that's the nicest thing you've ever said ever i think so and it's live how about that i know all right that's that's setting the bar pretty low but yeah. james, <laughs> as james long as a... it's you on camera james, james has a be... fresh haircut oh yes yes got that the other day excellent well done <laughs> i feel like that's one thing everybody uh, the one thing everybody can spot is haircuts no matter who it is, everyone can notice a new haircut on somebody. Especially you on guys you, never John. notice my haircut when I get my haircut. Ready for this? Whew. <laughs> That's why the hat's on today. Uh, all right. Here's the deal. We're going to rate this episode 0 to 10 bends as we do. Uh, get our average and then check in with the base with our TRB patrons and see what they average it out to and get to some of their comments. But to kick things off, we will start with James Bainey. What did you rate part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Um, so I, I really do want to go back and look at like all the scores I've given all the shows and kind of like line them up. Um, Cause I have some trouble with that trying to figure out, you know, is this the best thing we've ever gotten on television so far, you know, but I think it might be. So I gave it a 9.5. Hoo, 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 sizzling. Which can't is, be topped has never been yeah. topped on this show um nine point okay nine point five is the highest we've ever rated an episode oh yeah out of the streaming star wars shows so far mandalorian book of boba fett is it lacy's never given a 10 wasn't that the whole thing no i don't think it's just 10 has been given yet. i could be wrong lacy am i wrong have you given a 10 i definitely gave a 10 oh definitely gave the luke skywalker episode a 10 Oh, the, the Mando season two finale? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever given a 10. But anyway, Lacey, what did you rate this episode? I gave it a 10. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I could give it a 30, I would have given it a 30. Uh, Lacey's Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. <laughs> yeah. A tan! It, it was a tan. Uh, it was amazing. It, every moment uh, I loved, all the pacing and the drama and the excitement... And you guys know me. I love a wonderful, happy, lovely ending. And this series had that. And it's I've only gotten this from TFA. This, I guess, Mando kind of with the, the most recent Book of Boba Fett season. But basically, TFA, Solo, and this are the only things that have given me somewhat happy endings to uh, Star Wars stories. Of recent Star Wars? Yeah, of Disney Star Wars. Oh, gotcha. oh uh, yeah. I'm like sitting there thinking that I can think of a few. But no, 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 no. Jedi, not like... like, yeah, not. No, I'm talking like current right now since we they started yeah. remaking, not remaking, but making. D- yeah, Star say Wars. what you want about Disney. Disney goes hard with Star Wars. So they like really depressing stuff. And that's fine. I get it that there's like a deeper meaning to things. But sometimes sure. I mm-hmm. just want to smile and be like, all right, guys, let's high five. This was awesome. And this episode was <laughs> that for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of all the shows. I think Resistance, like the animated Resistance, I think that's that ends on a fairly positive note, if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, I mean, that's I'm talking live action. I'm sorry. I shouldn't speak yeah. for everything, just live action. Well, you're not wrong, though, because I'm like, Clone Wars Season 7, uh, Bad Batch, <laughs> Anything Rebels. Anakin's involved is depressing, usually, <laughs> which I yeah. get. It's a tragic story. I mean, story, there's but... tons of books. Like, I don't want to get into all that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think you're right as far as, like, you know, t television mm -hmm. to movie mm -hmm. era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so 9.510. I gave this episode a... 10 as well my first 10 <laughs> ever so i easy yeah so nothing i mean i i still had my criticisms of it but empire strikes back is my favorite movie of all time i think it's the greatest movie of all time and i have criticisms of that so i don't think anything is perfect but i think this is as good as it gets this is like this was pretty shelf. perfect this is going to live with me for ever my experience watching what i saw and i've watched it twice now and i want to watch it again and that doesn't happen very often so i'm very excited for this um so gotta be our biggest average yet for trb our average is 9.8 let's fill up the bends look at that just one ear missing <laughs> yeah james is the one that made it not a perfect score so if you're yes. gonna boo someone in the chat it's james Nah. <laughs> See, nah. Don't nah. Boo me. James, please don't. I mean, boo we'll, him. Uh, boo this man, John. This is kind of this this space to talk about it a little bit. I was I was egging John on earlier. I was like, I read your review. You have literal criticisms of this episode, and you're still giving it a perfection, a perfect score. How are you doing that? Which your response was? My response was. I love The Empire Strikes Back. It's I think it's the greatest movie ever made. I have criticisms. The shark in Jaws kind of looks like crap. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's a 10. So, yeah. so it's, you know what I mean? So, and I get that. <laughs> I think we're just grading on literal different scores. Like, I, I almost, you know, don't think 10s are possible. Like, it has to be this, like, really, really, really perfect thing where I personally watch it and go, like, I cannot find flaws in this thing. So... I was like, I don't, I, I can't imagine like a certain Star Wars thing is not going to have flaws for me because I'm too big of a fan, you know, but th this is really good. It's really close, you know? Yeah. Um, so that gives us, yeah, 9.8. Uh, our patrons are not far behind. They averaged out to a 9.6. Mm -hmm. So they cut off part of, part of Ewan's eye on the, on the last one. Yeah. There. But that black is like the nothing in, uh, they're never the any story. Yeah. So great coming. scores from TRB. Great scores from the base TRB patrons. Uh, and let's get to a couple comments and then we'll do the super chats and get into our discussion. Uh, the comments from Patreon. Dale Brooks said, honestly, I don't think I can give it less than 10 out of 10. It was just tremendous Star Wars in every way. The duel, the writing, the story, so much emotion. And Obi-Wan realizing Vader killed Anakin and not himself. And then Obi-Wan calling him Darth was just perfection. Uh, Kendall Gellner. What's up, Kendall? I think I see you in the chat. Nine out of ten for me. Kendall, nine. How dare you? No, I'm just kidding. Um, many fantastic moments, but it started out a bit slow, and I still wasn't sure at the end why Obi-Wan let Vader live. Fair. We'll get to that. So happy to see Qui-Gon again, and they really delivered the spectacular lightsaber battle you'd hope for between Vader and Obi-Wan. Yes. Uh, and we will certainly dive into that as well so thank you both of you uh lacy i know we have some super chats 
popping. We do. So we're going to kick it off with Miguel. What up, Miguel? Thank you for the super chat. He said, hey, guys, I'm exhausted, so there's no way I can make it to the 3 a.m. to watch live. (laughs) Hope you guys have a great show and can't wait to see you tomorrow. This is for the beer I never bought you in person. Oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Next is Gary. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Gary. It's so crazy that that I've met Miguel now. (laughs) I know, right? Celebration is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. So thank you, Gary, for the super chat. He said, I don't know if this 10 bucks will buy me a new man card because I lost mine during the Kenobi Leia scene near the end. <laughs> Would have sent more money to buy more tissues. Oh, Make no. sure they're lotion. Don't get the dry stuff. Gary. Yeah, I hear uh, you, buddy. Next is Aaron Cole. Hey, Aaron. Thanks for the super chat. He said, hello there. All Hello I could there. think of was John when I heard this laugh out loud moment courtesy of PRB. That's Honestly, terrible, I thought though. about it, too. I thought about that's it horrible, though. I, that's horrible that someone would have to think of me for that moment. I don't like that. Mm. I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. Double D is up. Okay. What up, Double D? Thank you for the super chat. You said, I was late rating this episode, so here's my rating. 10 out of 10, Ben's. I loved it, and I cried Ooh. when Obi was crying, talking to Vader, just mm-hmm. like I did in episode three. I teared up, too. It was, it was, Ewan is just oh, so Oh, my good. God. I, this discussion so is going to be, wow. Oh, yeah. be well, episode, I'll, I'll save it for the discussion. Yeah. yeah. He's just that good uh next is andrew staley what up thank you for the super chat he said hello there yeah i clapped for it thanks john james and Lacey. no thank you thanks andrew thanks everybody next is qui-gon j thank you for the super chat he said the way vader calls him kenobi in front of his peers and calls him obi-wan to his face shows how broken he still is over what happened love you guys that's a great point Hmm. Yeah, yeah that scene i think that was one of the toughest scenes to watch in star wars and that's coming from him being burned like alive like it was yeah. just really rough to watch right uh next is cheap audio man hey randy what's up he said i got chills i teared up at multiple points flawless thanks do you randy. guys do you guys find that you tear up at movies more mm-hmm. often the first watch or on subsequent watches all watches with kenobi for me it was the second rewatch I I always find that emotion hits me harder the like second or subsequent times because I see it all unfold. I I know what that line means because it's going to mean more later. Yeah. And there are also some some movies with some scenes where it'll always hit me no matter how many times I've seen it because I think back to the first time it really hit me and it stays with me. It just comes Mm -hmm. back that Mm -hmm. feeling and you well up and you're like, Oh my God, again with this. It's just like some, some parts of some movies or shows are just unavoidable. And this might be one of them. I just cry all the time. I'm just, I have a lot of feelings. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Next is Christian Rouse. Thank you so much. The mean girls. I know. I have a lot of feelings. (laughs) She doesn't even go here. (laughs) All right, Christian, what up? He said, I think Jedi Rocks makes a lot of sense now. Thanks, Christian. I have something to say about that, but I'll save it till we talk about the episode. Uh, next is Chibigon89. What up, Danny? How's it going? Uh, she said, I loved how Reva's story ended. No need to know what is next for her. I'm just happy that she didn't end up like Vader in the end. Agreed. She's yeah, going to go let- meet up with Enfys Nest and do the rebellion thing. Oh, I love that. L- Lacey, really quick. Mm. I don't know Thank why you, Danny. I didn't make that connection, but n- I know exactly what you're going to get at. I know exactly <laughs> what she's going to say, too. 
I'll, I'll put money on James. I'll text you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll confirm if that's the same thing. I'll send it in our in our Discord chat, and you can Just, both look at it. it right and now. everybody watching this right now is like, I know too. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. I'm not. I'm like an open I book. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. All right. And last but not least is Jay Seed. Thank you so much for the super chat. Who said, "Here with like six soft tacos in my belly." Let's go. A week early. A week early, JC. Next <laughs> oh, week, we're start- doing the taco challenge. Yes. Yeah. Um, Do you want to talk about that right now really quick? Talk yeah. We th- uh, are there any more? I didn't want to jump That's in. It. Thank you guys okay. so much. So thank you, thank everybody, you. very, awesome. very much. Um, yeah. So next week, we are going live again to do a recap of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Now that we've seen it all, like we like to do with these things, like the Mando Fan Show and other stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's usually more of a lighthearted, fun episode clayton's joined us for a bunch of those in the past uh but it's gonna be just us three and tacos and we're each getting a family pack of soft tacos from taco bell which comes with 12 tacos and throughout the whole live episode we're gonna see how many we each can eat (laughs) that's pretty much it (laughs) so you can join us who knows what's gonna happen we're gonna eat 12 tacos (laughs) in an hour so uh join us for the trb taco bell challenge obi-wan kenobi uh, style so um we'll see you next week live 9 p.m same time same channel bring your appetites and we'll talk star wars and eat some soft tacos so did see you guys that. text each other what you think i'm gonna say he did, he did not no i sent it in our discord between the three of us uh, so you could both see oh it. well that's not it's fine nailed it <laughs> he didn't nail it <laughs> see totally yeah, right. yeah that was that was together cool. way too long <laughs> yeah that was 100 it. I didn't even make that connection. And then she goes, I'll, I'll bring that up later. (laughs) And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know, I know what it is. Um, All right. So let's talk about this. Let's get into this episode because there's just so much to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot of different storylines here. Only a couple, but favorite shot, anything a lot to them or just, yeah, yeah. We can start with favorite shot. I mean, I have a feeling we may overlap here. But I, so I, I don't, don't think go... you'll take mine and mine can be very simple, but it was the one standout shot for me. Just boom, right away. Go ahead. It Darth on the um, uh, on the executor. Like there was a shot where he just like walks up and they, it's just a close up of his helmet. And I was like, I, I it. You know how like they like things will pull you out of something. Yes. Like it pulled me out in a good way because I was like, for the first time, I was like, I don't know what I'm watching. I felt like I was in a movie theater. Like it was so That's cinematic, cool. just a shot of him walking up and showing his helmet. I, I had this like feeling that I was in a movie theater or watching revenge of the Sith for the first time or something. I think it may be even like a similar shot, which is why I'm pulling that connection. But yeah, it was just so perfect and beautiful. Like yeah. just his helmet right there that I, I had to make it like one of my takeaways. There's other great shots in it that stand out like that too. But like that one, I don't know why it stuck out to me, but it was just the shot of the episode for me. Yeah. And I do believe it is still the devastator. Um, he doesn't have the exec uh, executor until empire. It's the, it's the, ah. it's the star destroyer he's on. Mm-hmm. It's the same star destroyer that winds up capturing Leia in a new hope. So it's kind of an Easter Which egg we there. We see that Easter egg with them chasing the ship. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think what the name of it was, and I was pretty sure that's what it was. So I Googled it. I Googled like <laughs> executor Vader shipped and it pulled right up. So I was like, oh, that that must be it. But yeah, mm-hmm. now that you're saying that, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lacey, how about you? What was your favorite single shot or moment of this episode? My favorite moment was the hello there moment with Liz. It was really? sweet. Yeah. It was I sweet. loved that moment so much. Um <clears throat> He just the interesting thing is just like the original trilogy, I think the children did a great job in portraying those characters and how Leia is definitely a stronger person than Luke is in the beginning. Like in in the sense of like her like, I'm gonna do what's right. I'm gonna like she's not running away. Whereas you have Luke here running away, he's very vulnerable, he's kind of you know, he's really scared. So just to get to see him at the end where Owen finally gives in and lets kenobi meet him for the like i i got emotional because i was like here's the moment where he says hello there and it's like the pure joy that luke had on his face of seeing obi-wan of like oh this is someone new this is so exciting because he doesn't get to see a lot it's just like it's really touching especially because he has no idea of how much effort kenobi has gone through to protect him and how much he means to Kenobi yeah. without even Kenobi being there with him. Um, also, but yeah, it was just really, really adorable. I, I agree. And you know, I, I've been making fun of the hello there thing because I think it's a little too catchphrase. I think it was perfectly done. I Yeah, it's. I was fine with it. And the second time I watched it, I'm like, I'm not going to like, I have no like big problem with this. It's fine. It was sweet how they did it. And that's cool, you know? Um, so that's fine. But... It's definitely a little. And he didn't use it like a catchphrase like he did in Revenge of the Sith. When he drops that in Revenge of the Sith, he seems like he's like, "What's up? Who's here to party?" Like it's like his catchphrase or something. Yeah, exactly. But in this, it's Um, like he's obviously not using it as like a a catchphrase. He's actually saying hello. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then yeah, Lacey, like when Owen says that, like, "You want to meet him?" And he he gives this like surprised but like happy little like smile, and I love that. It's very mm-hmm. subtle, but I really like that. Um, and you know that deep down, Owen knows that he cares and that he yeah. wishes he could do more. And yeah, he feels responsible. Yeah. Um, my favorite shot is of Anakin's face inside the mask. Um, because Hayden was just, great. It it's just because it makes it so. It it, it really is just like when you're like talking to somebody on the phone like if you're at work and you have like a, a customer complaint or something and then you finally you get finally get them on the phone and they're much nicer or like you know we see with people with star wars fans on twitter and they tear each other apart then you go to celebration everyone's a lot nicer to each other it's sort of like that in a weird different way where he's fighting this monster and then he just completely annihilates him and and cuts him down and he sees his face again and he's like oh my god that's anakin like he almost like forgot that it's anakin then he says Anakin again. It's just like that that humanizing moment. And the way they did the makeup and the lighting and the eyes and the distortion with the voice. And the I thought up. mixing of the voice was the best part for me. The way they mixed Hayden's <clears throat> with Vader's and, and it was like kind of going back and forth. And there was like mm-hmm. this. And you could tell that like his own spirit was going back and forth in the sense of like he was being pulled both ways type thing. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, see I'm him just... as pulled both ways, but I see what oh, you're I saying. Oh, I saw glimpses of Anakin here and there, and then he ultimately made that choice, and then also Obi-Wan made that choice. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we, we'll we'll get into that. But that the shot anyway, and in mm-hmm. that in that scene, um, which, in my opinion, is the without question, not even close, the best lightsaber duel between the two of them. Um, and uh, I'm gonna I'll die on that hill. I know a lot of people think the Revenge of the Sith one is the greatest thing ever. I think it's the worst ever. I thought this one was the best one. Yeah, it should. Uh, I we'll get into think it. That's, but... Yeah, that's definitely debatable for sure did the empire it hit... one is still pretty good though yeah did it well let's hit start there i guess Kathleen's yeah. rematch of the rematch century, of the century? For you guys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely that's you know it's you know ali frazier you know this is the big the big fight and you know i think that's why the reva thing fell really flat for me for many reasons one is they had to do the classic you know star wars always does like all right, now we're taking you to the space battle, and now we're taking you to the lightsaber duel, and now we're taking you to the other thing, the ground battle. Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth, boom, 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 juggling, juggling, juggling. This one is just the greatest thing everyone's been waiting for forever, and this other story. So then that, also knowing that Baru survives, Owen survives, and Luke survives, takes out any of the suspense of that. We just want to see what happens between Obi-Wan and Vader. So the yeah, whole but, uh, time they're going back to the Reva thing, I'm like, get me back to those guys. Like, I, I feel like I'm missing what they're doing right now. Get me back there. And then the, 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 all the motivations from Reva and stuff, like none of it made sense to me. I'm sorry. The whole thing fell flat. It has nothing to do with the actress. I want to be clear on that. N- nuance is important. I thought she did a great <laughs> job for everything she did in, in the role. I thought she, every line she had, every moment she had, she delivered it well. I just don't think, they knew what to do with the character. And I feel like that whole sequence in the final episode was just for a reason to figure out how to get Brew and Lars involved in this series. That's it. Hmm. I could see like, that. Wh- why did she go to kill Luke? What was the purpose? Justice? To get back at Anakin. To get back at but Anakin. But he doesn't care. Him. He doesn't even know that kid exists. And he wouldn't she even She doesn't care. know that, though. I-, I don't think it was to get back at Anakin. I thought it was to prove herself again to the... That's the to... thing. Nobody knows for sure. I thought it was to get back at him to clearly be I... like, I'm going to kill your son. I did just too, like you killed made... my friends. Kind of like, <laughs> kind of like Ron yeah. Burgundy with Jack Black. Who's like, what do you love? And he's like, well, I love this burrito and my dog. And he punts the dog. Mm-hmm. That's what it, I took it as. Yeah. Kind of. But what I, do you I, love? <laughs> I don't think she, I, I don't think she knew like Vader didn't know he had kids and I don't think she thought he knew he had kids. So it just it was all very strange to me. That's why that's why I took it that she was um, she was fighting with herself to do her own thing, which is what Obi-Wan's saying, like, you know, get away from this. That's her like inner struggle. And what she's doing on the outside is following orders no matter what, no matter what it was like doing his bidding. And so to me, when she finds out about this, like all of that to me was just a way to to regain that loyalty and she's she's standing there and she's going like i i can't do this for this person anymore yeah i didn't see that either i'd like i i hear what you're saying and i i agree that the reason is probably what Lacey is saying in that she thinks if she kills his kid it's somehow like justice because of what he did to the other younglings but again he doesn't know the kid exists and he doesn't care so i just like there's no payoff it just doesn't make sense and I just, I just don't understand it. It is nothing, you know. I, the whole Reva thing, very was very wah to me. 
I don't know. That's my and that was my really only gripe of the episode. Um, and I, it didn't take away from it still being my favorite piece of live action Star Wars TV. But I just really like when you put that. That's like like I said in my review. That's like debuting a brand new sitcom against the Super Bowl and expecting people to like be interested. It's just that's a really tough thing to do. And I know they needed to get Brew and Owen involved, so it it makes sense. It just didn't land for me, and that's you know that's okay, not a big deal. Uh, I'm glad a lot of people seem to really love that. That's awesome too. Um, but that lightsaber duel, man, was that good because it was raw, but it also had like finesse to it. Um, the way they were using their force abilities, it almost felt like it was very cinematic. And I liked the moon that they were on. I'm glad they didn't do a Mustafar rehash because this place was so like lifeless and lightless it was dark so that it allowed both of them to take center stage i wasn't like oh look at that lava splash and look at that and look at this it was like no we are looking at them too and that's all we're supposed to be looking at and then them like the way they were using their force abilities blew my freaking mind and i was so glad we saw all of that um and and vader being the dramatic spiteful bitter person he is had to create his own high ground while burying obi-wan in a crater I mean, yeah. they absolutely nailed Darth Vader in this whole series beyond my expectations. Like, you can bring back Darth Vader and really screw it up. And they they took it and, and made it as good as it probably has ever been. Like, they blew my mind with how they handled Darth Vader in the series. And Ewan McGregor was the best version of his Obi-Wan Kenobi, in my opinion, in this episode in this series uh highlighted by that final face-off the only thing and i've heard a lot of people talk about this we know why because of canon and continuity but why didn't he finish off darth vader there knowing that he would have for sure protected the kids by doing it that's something that will be debated Uh, we know why of course because star wars came out first but it's tough sell from a character and story perspective uh, that... People will make their reasons. I understand that. But mm-hmm. he left him there knowing that he was not dead. Uh, he even probably heard him screaming his name, Obi-Wan. And he probably didn't scream Kenobi because they didn't want to replicate the mall thing. But Can I, I still... talk I... about Reva for a second? Because I didn't really yeah. get to talk about her. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't mind her in this episode. I, I think <sighs> that her, like I said, I think she was trying to get back at Anakin. And she was going for revenge. And they were showing like her journey compared to Anakin's compared to other people that we've seen, like, you know, a Kylo Ren Ben Solo type character that's battling this, like, am I good? Am I bad? What's the right turn for me? I think ultimately she was there to bring in Luke and Owen and Baru, but I think also to bring a full character arc of her character of redemption, because then she could show up in other things. Um, And then also so that, obi-wan had that moment again like you have to think of obi-wan from episode one where he wasn't willing to help anybody and the last episode here he's advising and helping the person that tried to kill him or tried to turn him in like he's comforting her and he started this whole series by being like i'm not helping anybody like and someone died yeah yeah and that's that's fine i'm fine with it i just Mm -hmm. like the execution of it i just i'm just like it fell a little flat for me i'm not sure because i i think seeing her in the trailers and the first episodes i'm like wow she's gonna this is gonna be a big deal this character's gonna be a big deal and i felt like by the end they were like this let's finish it like this let's do it like this 
I know a lot they, of people are saying she might show up in that rumored Cal Kestis series that's been going around a lot. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I would love to see, see more of her without being positioned against bigger things. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind the Riva stuff at all, um, really. The, the one thing that was odd to me was trying to figure out if that rumor was true that her fate was changed. And I was like, well... One thing's for sure is that we speculated last week that the change in fate was that she survived the stab, you know, and we're, and then we were like, yeah. but then why is she going here? And if, if that was true, if that happened, if that speculation on our part was true, that she was supposed to be killed during the stab, then Owen and brew were like, not in this show. There's, there's literally no exactly. like B yeah, story. So that absolutely was not the point. The only thing that I can think is if that rumor was true and her fate was changed is that she would have died there in the sand in front of Obi-Wan. Like she still would have brought Luke back, put the thing down, yeah. dropped the lightsaber and died. But right. they reshot the scene potentially. I don't know. I, again, I'm yeah, not the question a whole is, lot in that. Did reshoots happen? Because those are rumored that they might have gone back and saved her character. So I'm saying that right. since we're talking about that scene, I would think that would have to be the moment that they they allowed her to live. They reshot the final scene and and she didn't just die in the sand right there, uh, justified, saved, you know. And uh, what, was, what was that John's reacting to? One of the posts. The, the comment that said apparently Kenobi never killed anybody. He's killed a lot of people. I don't Revis. think he's saying that. I think he Maul. he would prefer not to. That's what they were saying. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. But yeah, but um, I, but talking about the the Vader, uh, like why didn't Kenobi kill Vader thing? Let's uh, let's go back to that really quick because I want to hear Lacey's thought as well. Like I thought that was very strange. Like especially since and and I don't know if you agree with me, John, but I think I think. I'm right about the whole, like he wasn't totally that, that Vader, that Anakin's gone until that moment. Right. I think I, during that yeah. fight, I think he still had some, some shock and believed that Anakin was there. And then Anakin's like, no, I killed Anakin. And he's like, then my friend is truly gone. And like that thing, that's the end of it. That's where he totally goes away. But at that point then I'm thinking that gives you all the justification to kill Vader. And he right. doesn't kill Vader. He walks away from Vader. And I thought that he was did strange. call him I, Darth, though, like John had best. I also do. thought it was very strange that he was able to leave the planet like he just leaves like there wasn't a Star Destroyer there. Right. And like that, if if Vader is unable to fight Kenobi, he still would have been like, don't let him leave, <laughs> you know, like, right. yeah, but there that has ship. But, but there, there is like a pride, like right? But there is a pride piece with Anakin, which they talk about the, the yes. episode previously and throughout the series of like he is still the cocky, arrogant Anakin, which drove him to the dark side, and that is always going to be his downfall. That's it's, always going to be yeah. the thing that puts him one step exactly. behind Kenobi or anyone else, specifically Kenobi, though, is that he's so, always going to be very, very arrogant, and you could see that in the last scene. With Palpatine, which John, you just got everything with this episode. Uh, Palpatine shows up and he's basically saying, is, is something bothering you? And he's like, no, no, no. And like, you know that it is. It's bothering him that Kenobi's still out there, that he got mm -hmm. he got away. But he was he's, so yeah, stuck obsessed. in his pride that he didn't want to admit that he had messed up again. It's the I can do it myself thing that all like men a lot of times have. Like, 
you know, op- opening a tough jar of pickles. You're like, I got it. I got it. It's like he feels the need. I must face him alone. He says that in A New Hope. He says that. Why not send 500 stormtroopers to go get Kenobi in the Death Star? Because Kenobi's like, I need to finish him because he did this to me. I need to show him that I can beat him. He has Let's to talk do about it a, alone. A tough jar of pickles being the guy on the Star Destroyer having to make the call as he sees Kenobi's ship like leaving. And he's yeah. like, do we do we <laughs> intercept him? Or did you guys just pick let up him the, go? Did you guys pick up the voice that sounded like uh, a similar voice to like Empire Strikes Back about like, hey, yes, sir. Like, I forget what character it is. But when he's like, we need to follow Kenobi, go to this planet, the person that responds to him goes, yes, sir. It sounds just like the voice that we hear mm. in Empire Strikes Back, like one of those kind of admirals. It's or possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they definitely tried to bring out the familiarity in a lot of different ways. Um, but Can I say my crazy thing really quick? Can I get it oh, out yeah. of the way? So, <laughs> so what I was going to say is this episode, once again, proves to me, at least... That Ray should have been a Kenobi. <laughs> From the rock thing to the I need to face him alone to the just like the beginning of the series where he's by himself in the desert, like eating, looking at the horizon and always putting other people first and willing to do the right. Th- like everything about this screams Ray is Kenobi's descendant. And it bothers mm-hmm. me that it's not because there's so many parallels and i know that people are gonna be like well lacy they can still have parallels and not be related it just makes more sense if they are mm. anyway i'm that is my rant uh and me and, me and john were both right on that because and they were right on that. i knew that was coming i was like yeah. i was like oh you know what yep that that's a good point like it was it's fair it's it's a it's a fair it's a fair want a fair point i know it's something that was definitely bopped around early on with abrams uh from what we understand but um the the so james back to the like the fight itself i think when he arrives and he's like and and vader goes did you come here to destroy me and he says i shall do what i must which is a callback mm-hmm. to revenge of the sith which is yep. a callback to qui-gon in the phantom menace saying i shall do what i must obi-wan um at that moment he is there to defeat darth vader then when he sees his face it takes it all back again all that mm-hmm. stuff that he just finally got over comes rushing back just like when you see an ex after years and years and years like oh my god i didn't want to see this person rip the band-aid off um he he bring goes back to anakin you know i'm so sorry for everything and then vader goes full vader and he says goodbye darth you know he realizes like he sees him and he had that moment of weakness uh in, in a in a good person and vader almost tries to manipulate that a little bit and then he says goodbye, Darth. And then it's now it's like over. Now he'll never say the word Anakin again when he's talking to him or referring to him. Now it's just Darth. Only a master of evil, Darth. Um, so I'm, I'm glad they did that. But the the fight itself, there were some of the shots I was like, ooh, zoom in, go do this. But the, I loved the balance between the raw, just like brutality and the original trilogy sort of barbs like the dialogue and some of the smoothness of the prequels like like they did a good job blending that um vader's movements were great but man that scene really broke me when his mask was torn up he the you hear the the, the broken breathing like in return of the jedi yeah, after that he throws the emperor. yeah. and yeah. he just says like 
you know, you didn't fail me, um, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. And then you're like, oh, he's he's about to, like, you know, beg for mercy. And he's like, and now I'm going to kill you. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Uh, so that whole scene and, and, and the, Obi- the part that got me the most was Obi-Wan saying, I'm sorry for everything. Like his acting in this show, my God, unbelievable. It might be the best I've seen Ewan McGregor, period. It was definitely his best Obi-Wan in this whole series. So if anyone was looking for that, whether it's prequel fans or whatever, he absolutely knocked it out of the park. And credit to the writers, credit to Deborah Chow for getting the performance, and credit to, to Ewan McGregor. Like, however you feel about the prequels, I think people would look at this and say Ewan McGregor hit a freaking Grand Slam home run with his performance as Obi-Wan. I I can't say enough good things about it. That and what they did with Vader, nothing else matters, but we got a lot of other good stuff too, but wow. Similar to to the prequels, I think people will say, no matter what you think about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the series, Ewan McGregor did his job, came to play, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> unbelievable i mean i don't know Lace, Lacey, did anything stand out to you in, in the in the fight like as far as uh like emotional moments or the fight itself takeaways? felt yeah the fight itself felt very anime to me um like with the rocks and everything and the way he breaks the ground like it was very anime like even looking at visions and stuff with the twins where they have like all the pieces of rock and like space and stuff floating i had um, kind of thought is this too much and i don't think it is no, I oh. loved it. I loved every piece mm-hmm. of it. Um, and then the other thing was what we were talking about earlier, like the voice mixing was just so good. The makeup was perfect. The acting was perfect. Every I really mm-hmm. hope Ewan gets nominated for this role because he lives and breathes it. He brings so much emotion and depth and just yeah. like here to here. The mm-hmm. whole series is just like you can tell the whole story of obi-wan with just his face like you don't even mm-hmm. need the rest of it like his eyes actually you don't even yeah. need the full like he's just that good and he really really wants to keep playing this role and i hope they let him i really do no i i might be jumping the gun on your guys's opinions here but i i feel like i want to bring it up like okay <laughs> the parallels here between rebels obviously we we haven't brought it up we haven't talked about it but someone in the chat brought it up earlier but i figured you were going to bring it yeah. up Obviously, this is very similar to something that we already saw in Star Mm -hmm. Wars and is probably one of the more pivotal moments of Rebels. The reason people like Rebels, like, do you think that this story was influenced by that to that degree? Like, like what part of Deborah Chow going like, this is how I want it to happen or like. Like she's taking that idea or or coming up with that on her own and somebody being like, we kind of already did this. I, I have a guess. And because don't forget, Dave Filoni was special thanked for advising and, and continuity and as, you know, a lore master or whatever it was. Special thanks to Dave Filoni well, throughout the whole series. Oh, that's Pablo, lore master, right? Well, yeah, but they did a special thank you to Dave Filoni. So but, he obviously yeah, had involvement right. yeah. in yeah story. I think Star Wars, especially Dave Filoni, George Lucas, likes um, uh, not even parallels, but like sort of like the reverse angle of things. And knowing that this happens before his fight with Ahsoka, having his master do this to him, and then later on his own Padawan does it to him, is sort of like 
he's it sets he's, the bar to how powerful ahsoka is first of exactly all. It, 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 he's it, at kenobi's level yeah it, yeah it's showing like he was enough like what what could have been because he taught this great jedi and how to be so powerful to the point where she can almost defeat darth vader um which ironically is himself and then at the same time his master who taught him everything he knew was able to defeat him and it's just i think you know when you put those against each other, I think that's an interesting thing where he, he was beaten by his master, but also beaten by his own Padawan in a similar fashion. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was really cool. I saw I saw people like posting images and screenshots and stuff that it was uh, interesting. Like if you haven't noticed yet, like Obi-Wan destroys one half of his mask. Ahsoka destroys the other half of his mask. The other eye. Yeah. And then I saw another that's one, too, cool. where where uh, it then shows Luke taking the mask all the way off. So it's like the right side, the left side, and then he like. Oh man, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Um, I also saw in part of that too that like that because of like where it hits, like that's the scar on his face in Return of the Jedi. I don't know if that's intentional or not, but you know, I'm sure it was kind of there too. Um, And then obviously, you were saying back and forth about the voices, like that was the same thing they did in, in Rebels. They were bringing in um matt lanter to, to, to pull off anakin in those moments and they were flipping him back and forth combining them together to try to make that hit in the right way which is like i said it's um i mean i've seen it here in the comments too like 100 intentional that was absolutely you know what they were trying to do is like it's almost as if she saw that and said like this is so good or or was presented with the idea maybe this is how we handle it we do it kind of in a different way um but obviously it still feels the same but it, it was really cool to see that moment in live action too, because again, no, not very many people have seen rebels, you know? So the impact of Ahsoka doing that to Vader is like, this is a great moment in star Wars and who's seen it, you know? So it's like, to some extent I can kind of be like, all right, well let's make it a parallel thing and bring the same story, same idea to a larger audience because the larger audience is going to be like, wow, that moment between Obi-Wan and, and only like the nerds are going to be like, well, actually it happened between Ahsoka first, <laughs> you know, but yeah. which I'm one of, <laughs> I'm here talking about it, but I, agree. But I just thought it Look. was some, it's a point of discussion like that, you know, this yeah. moment has happened, but it was so great still. Yeah. And uh, I know we have some super chats to get to, so uh, let's fire up through those. But uh, I think we have a bit more to slice up here in this conversation. So we're we're going to go well over an hour tonight. Hope we're, hopefully, being that it's the finale, everyone's cool with that. If you're not, uh, no no biggie. But we're going to have fun chatting. Mm-hmm. So, but what what do you what do we have, Lacey? All right. First up, we have Sooner Thrawn. Thank you so much for the super chat. Who said my biggest surprise was how Leia Leia's arc now helps sell how a princess will lead the rebellion. What y'all's biggest surprise? Thanks. Oh, biggest surprise. Oh, Rambo Baru. That that was my biggest surprise. (laughs) She had like all these like hidden holes with guns in them and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. she's like John Rambo. She's like, Owen, it's time. It's It's like home alone. (laughs) (laughs) Like this lady was wearing denim, putting lettuce into a processor when we first saw her, uh, which is nine years after this. And now she's like, no, we are going to kill her. Uh, I was like, all right, Baru. Okay. And Owen was like, uh where do i pull the trigger i don't know <laughs> biggest surprise james oh man i i don't know um i i think i'm gonna go with qui-gon i was not surprised by that but i was excited for it because i thought at first it wasn't gonna happen because they waited till the very end <laughs> i i 
I was getting more and more confident than it wasn't happening in the show because there were so many times where I thought, I thought if that, if it was ever going to happen, that's the point or that's, that's the moment it should have happened. And when he was down in the bottom of the rocks and he talks to Qui-Gon or says something to Qui-Gon and I was like, seriously, like, I don't know. You know, or actually, I don't know if he even says it. I was just thinking at that moment, like this is his absolute lowest. If it's going to happen, something, and it just didn't. And I thought they're going to, they're just going to write it off and it's not going to happen. But actually when we get to talking about Qui-Gon later, I, I, I have more to say, but that was probably the moment. I think my biggest surprise was I, I think as star Wars fans, we were all concerned on like, how do you explain Leia sending a message to Obi-Wan? Like she doesn't know him. And they explain it perfectly where he says, you need to be careful. They can't know that we know each other. You need yep. to be like cautious. Like yep. if you need me, I'll be there. But like we can't let people know this. And then immediately you're right. like, that's it. She's super cunning. She sent out a message like she didn't know who he was. So that if anybody intercepted that was so it. good. Yeah. yeah, it was very well done. Yeah. Um. All right. Qui-Gon Jay, thank you so much for the super mm. chat. Wrote favorite mm. shot is how Vader smirks behind the broken mask when he says you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Ooh, yeah that's such a good moment the whole thing was so so well so done perfectly done yeah yeah uh next is Semperfy danny thank you danny who sent us a super chat she said absolutely loved obi-wan kenobi i think it ended so perfectly and completely that i do not need or want a second season but more vader please i did notice that they said on disney plus it used to say limited series it now says special event. They switched the copy on Disney Plus of what it was. Was it? Yeah. Hmm. No, Ahsoka so, was called like special event too. But the Ahsoka. the last episode for the description, it says the finale to the special event, blah, blah, blah. Not like the ending of the limited series, the series hmm. finale, the blah, blah, blah. It was like the special event, which to me They're leaves gonna... it open. They're going to do, well, I mean, we'll, we were supposed to talk about it at the end, but whatever. Okay, we They're can gonna... do that. I'm just answering here. No, I know. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Next, we have Qui-Gon Jay again. Thank you so much. He said, did Vader sneak back to Ma uh, Mustafar on his shuttle so that no one saw him all jacked up? That is a good question. How do yeah, you get Probably. Away? Yeah. He, tail between his legs. I don't think, do, do Lambda Class Shuttle have uh, light speed? Again. Oh, yeah. They do? Mm hmm. Because they had to make the jump to get to Endor. Yep. The Tiderian had Shuttle to. Make... Tiderium. Yeah, yep. with uh, Han Solo. <clears throat> okay, so then it is it is theoretical that when he said prepare my shuttle and went down to the planet, he told the Star Destroyer to leave. <clears throat> so that, yeah, that lines said, up with. Yeah. Because I thought the Star Destroyer has to be there because he would have to travel back to the Star Destroyer because the Lambda class doesn't have light speed. But you you make a good point. Maybe he did. Yeah, he could have sent them to go try to track down the other rebels again or or whatever. Plus, they had to have light speed because the rebels had to steal that ship in Return of the Jedi to then use it again. Or like, they had to jump right. it to light speed. Yeah, together. right, right. Or like Grand Inquisitor's like. That's gone? such a nerdy thing to be like, well, actually, they had to jump yeah. the ship to the base and then jump it back to. Yeah, that's, anyway. that's the stuff that they can. Yeah, it's the most important stuff in the right. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Frank Grande's up. What up, Frank? Thank you for the super chat. He said, when you watch 
A New Hope and see Vader hesitate to make a move against Obi-Wan makes sense now that we got that we know he got wrecked twice by the goat. He did get wrecked. Holy hell. I want to watch I want to watch that scene again just to see like (laughs) like who's hesitating more like is Obi-Wan standing still and Vader's like "Uh, uh, uh, uh," you know. I did like the connections people made with the last episode where Luke in Return of the Jedi like hits the saber really hard with Vader in Return of the Jedi and then Anakin's doing the same thing to Obi-Wan Kenobi and it's like father and son type like aggression. Um, All right. And then last but not least is Nick. Thank you so much for the super chat who said Owen was nicer to Ben at the end than he than he was or he is in A New Hope. Do you think that's the plot for a potential season two bringing Ben other danger to Luke and Owen saying no more, you crazy old wizard. Man, I don't even know. I don't think the second season would rely on the Owen relationship. I don't either, based on what Obi-Wan said to Owen at the end, which is like, well, it looks like you two got it covered. <laughs> I, don't need to I think it would be anymore. more about like saving other people or like stepping in with their rebellion or something. Yeah. I would assume. Or seeing Yoda. See, Yoda the end cool. of this. I there's still some outlying things that are just odd to me, like, you know, that him not spending the whole 19, him spending 10 years in the desert watching over Luke. And then now I feel there's like kind of a what what's he doing? He's he's left Luke in the care of Owen and Brew. He feels very confident that he's not supposed to be trained. But yet later he's like, you got to go with me to Alderaan, you know? Right. It's like, I, I don't know that decision <clears throat> at the end. I don't know. May, maybe this, maybe you're right. Um, that th- more, they could explore that more and kind of bring back to like, I was wrong. He doesn't need to be a boy. He does need to be trained or something. But then I feel like they're going back well, on what they set forth in the first season or whatever. Uh, nah, Owen weird. doesn't have to be nasty to Obi-Wan. He just like needs to keep Luke from like Truman show. Like, keep him from wanting to explore too much, you know, if he wants to keep him on the farm or whatever. Which, But he's already being rambunctious. He's breaking, uh, what is it, fan belts and stuff. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm not afraid. And it's like, all right. All right, kid. And then it's like Yoda pops in. He's like, you will be. You will be. You will be. What was that? that? (laughs) No, no points taken away for this at all. But I... I kind of don't know why that kid was cast because he doesn't have very many lines, but I thought he was going to have a lot of lines and he got cast because of his acting ability, because he does not look like Luke at all to me. But if he, I only mean, it's always like weird. Three lines, then I'm like, why didn't they just get a kid that looked more like a young Mark Hamill? Not a big deal to me. But... It's not, I'm, I'm just looking at the kid and I'm like, that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't look like Luke to me at all. But I guess I I don't know didn't bother me. No, I I'm not taking points away from it. I'm I'm just it, it was it was a point to me that I'm like she's chasing this kid and he's wearing a Luke Skywalker outfit, but it doesn't look like Luke Skywalker to me. I don't know. I don't look like how I looked when I was ten or whatever. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I would hope uh, not. You have a beard. But I mean, yeah. But well, I'm saying it, adult Luke is not gonna look like you know, like James. You probably look like how you looked when you were eight you know whatever i guess but also eight-year-old me wouldn't look like eight-year-old you oh my god all right 
Anyway, positivity. What else? What else? What did you think about uh, how they handled um, Owen and Baru, though, overall? We haven't really talked too much about them. So did you feel like you got enough out of it? Did you enjoy? Uh, they threw in the leg know, thing, huh? Why he limps le- in, in New Hope. Oh, because well, really? oh, he because when he fell. Mm hmm. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's interesting. So in A New Hope, it was always like, oh, he's kind of old and he's kind of limping around what happened. And then he falls. And then at the end of the episode, he's kind of like, eh, eh. and you're like, oh, maybe it was permanent damage. He fell from uh, like a certain height, broke his hip. Poor Owen. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was too fit. He was too fit to get to A New Hope. He was fit. Something had to happen. I thought they were like the actors were great. It's like, again, Star Wars, like there's been a lot of casting directors over the years in Star Wars, but man, do they nail it when it comes to like casting the right people? And I, I know that, you know, we're off the cuffs of, you know, maybe some out of context comments from a couple of months ago that were backtracked by Kathleen Kennedy. But, you know, 25 years ago, or whatever, casting Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace. And now, you know, they were good then. And we're like, yeah, he look, kind of looks like a young Owen. But then they age him up to now. And it's like, man. They really did a good job, and they're both fantastic actors. Uh, Joel Edgerton's had a bigger career, but that Star Wars always nails this stuff. Like, like even like Palpatine, like the fact that they cast a thirty-five-year-old McDarmid, and he wound up being the perfect age to play prequel Palpatine. Like mm-hmm. that stuff doesn't happen in other franchises. They nail casting in Star Wars, especially uh, pre-date, like prequel casting of existing characters. I mean, look at Ewan McGregor. Unbelievable. So, I mean, you can't say enough about it. Ram Baru, I like, I like that uh, combo, Danny. I like that. Um, so Mike throws out there, yeah. it was only like a five-foot drop from that bridge. Yeah, but the way he falls on the, like, the bins and then to the ground, it's like an immediate, like, he grabs his... It actually reminded me of Family Guy when Peter Griffin falls. And he's like, ah! Yeah. You ever see but that also- joke where he goes... <laughs> Also, Mike, five five feet is a big drop. It's, depending on how you land, like that's a that could absolutely break anything double your things. height. Yeah, is bad for you. Anything double your height is when you start What's breaking that? stuff. Anything so double five your feet, height. So five feet will hurt, but it won't like kill you. Whereas if you get up to 10, 15, 20 feet, that's when you start yeah. to get real hurt. That's what mm. I'm saying. That's when they stop putting hand railings in in Star Wars. Yeah, they don't do that. They don't do that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I thought I thought Baru and Owen were great. I wish I got more Baru and Luke stuff. There was only that one like real moment where she's like, you know, everything's gonna be all right, and she reassured him, and I like that. But I, I certainly wish there was more um Baru and Owen. But what we got from them, I really did enjoy. I thought they both did a great job, and I felt like I was watching Baru and Owen. And I really love that we clearly see that they will do anything they have to do to protect Luke. And we, you know, that's really going to, like, again, we haven't even talked about this at length, but that, the Vader stuff, a lot of these things from this show are going to really make me at least like watch A New Hope for the first time. Like, as weird as that sounds, like, I'm going to look at these scenes and be like, when I see them like dead, I'm gonna be like, "Oh my god!" Like the things I've, I know that I've seen them do and survive to protect him. Yeah, the like, Alderaan explosion has so uh, much more weight now. Probably the Alderaan explosion. Yeah, just like you know, seeing Baru and Owen die, and 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 knowing Obi Wan like 
knows them more than we realize and just everything to this is going to make a new hope and the original trilogy and even the prequels for a lot of people it's going to enrich a lot of stuff uh for people who enjoy it which it seems like most people did so not only will this series serve as sort of its own in its own bubble as a great series but i think it's going to lift a lot of the other stuff that we've known for a long time and give us a different perspective and lens to look through a lot of these scenes and characters and connections and i think that's a testament to deborah chow and uh everyone involved joby harold's writing and and the, the whole team who's involved writing and the guy who wrote mm-hmm. um uh finding nemo was a big part of uh, writing this too i believe so um really just a great job in, in lifting those characters so i don't know how you guys felt about brew and owen overall but um i could use a little more but i liked what we got um yeah that's a good point christian for uh about bail and his wife too um I mean, same deal. Like, like the the amount of character development we got in some of these other characters who were who maybe weren't even in the movies, but we know they existed. You know, um, like the Organas, for instance. But um, I also wanted to mention um, I'm seeing a lot of comments too about Roken, and mm-hmm. I thought this was by far his best episode. Yeah. Like, I don't even think he really did anything in this episode, but I think Obi-Wan like is trusting him and saying like, we need leaders and I'm just getting started. I think something about that made me go, oh, for the first time, I feel like I actually, I want more of that character. Yeah. And Haja too. A little bit. Yeah, I thought he had some good (laughs) lines. Yeah. I loved him in episode two and everything from then on, I've been like, meh, about like, okay, he's in the scene. I, I I like there's a quirkiness to him that Obi-Wan seems to endear himself to and he trusts him. And I, I just find that he took this guy who's just this scam artist and he made him a believer in the cause. And he's um, super self-deprecating. And I think yes, he recognizes that he's like just that. Yeah. hating on himself, even though he's a good person, kind of like Han Solo. Like he, you hate on yourself. But you know that there's a good heart underneath all those layers of self-deprecation. And I, like, you know what, is- though? You know what I think is odd about him? And maybe this is a direction thing. And again, I'm not putting it on either one of the actors. I think I think it's a directorial thing. When he says lines that I think are supposed to be funny, the actors don't laugh. Or they don't acknowledge that they're funny. They don't smile or smirk. They just... He says the line, and then they just say the next line. And they keep moving. And that is weird to me. I think oh, see, that's I part think of the that's, humor. That's the humor, yeah. though, is that it's just him being him. He's not making jokes to make jokes. He's right. just being himself. Yeah, it's funny for us as the audience because of that, because of that that awkwardness where like Obi Wan's like, "I'm not having it," <laughs> like that sort of thing. I don't know. Um, so I, I I liked him in episode two, and I thought the jokes and all that stuff landed. But ever since then, I'm like, I don't know why this guy's here. I mean, like, I feel like he's an a substantial actor, but. I just, yeah, I felt like he was a new character that we've never seen before, which is a guy pretending to be a Jedi. I think that whole thing is just hilarious. And (laughs) I I think that's, yeah. But then he's like, he could have just left and went to go con someone else on another planet. He's like, he just started buying into whatever Obi-Wan was saying, almost like he wanted to be like a, uh, um, an honorary Jedi or whatever, you know? And I, I thought that was, there was a charm to that. And we haven't, we didn't get a lot of him. And you know what? Maybe we don't see him again, and that's fine. We can always go back and visit him here. Like I feel like some people, when they get, when they like a character, they're like, "We need a series now for that whole character," or we need to see yeah, them again. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, 
we got a little taste of that person and it was perfect and haja was perfect uh kumail nanjiani was great um but that might be it and if it is i'm glad we met him it was cool Brian makes a good point here. He said, so the fifth brother brother went on vacation, I guess. I think those vacation. People, yeah. I think those people are in the, like standby, you know, Vader kind of was like, I'm on my way. Like go back to go back to home base. I know. Yeah. That's a good point. He, that guy had enough, I guess, of just dealing with everyone's crap. He's like, I'm so tired of this. Um, but I, you know, an, another part of this that, I don't know that I'm, I guess on rewatches, I'm finding I'm liking it more is the connection between Leia and, and Obi-Wan, I think was a paid off by what you said before, Lacey. And I put it in my review this mm-hmm. morning is that they made it work um, by saying like, you know, Leia's message, if that gets intercepted and she's like, Ben, you know, you helped me so much nine years ago from evading the empire and, and my, you know, blah, blah, blah people would make those connections. So she, she, she's able to make this message saying general Kenobi years ago, you served my father in the clone Wars." So people are like, Oh, she's, if they intercepted, they're and like, she doesn't she's know not who this saying guy a Jedi. Is. She's saying he just was in general the Kenobi. Yeah. Right. So I, I think, didn't put that together, but I think that that's exactly oh, it. So smart. But I want to ask you guys about this. This is interesting. I think James might have feelings about this, but the traits that he says she got from each parent, Oh my okay. god, I loved that scene. I, I did. loved that was, scene so much. Especially when he gave good thoughts, the credits about Anakin. Because he's like, that person was still my friend. He's gone. Mm-hmm. He's, he was still my friend. So he says, from Padme, she got someone uh, wise, discerning, and kind-hearted. Good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anakin. This is where I'm a little, huh? Passionate? Oh yeah. Fearless fearless Anakin think of the pod race his whole thing was he was Uh, afraid well he was was afraid of losing his mother but originally Uh, when they meet he's not afraid he only becomes afraid once he leaves his mother my my thought is what we see of Anakin being afraid to is like kind of closed doors (laughs) like I don't know that Kenobi really knows that part of Anakin especially you know towards the end also the will you will i see you again is such a callback to anakin talking to his mom yeah that was sweet i like that too and then he said forthright which uh, which i agree with but i like that whole thing happened where he was able to tell her stuff about her parents because it also lends uh support to return the jedi when like you have memories of your mother and she says she was very kind and sweet and maybe that's her remembering obi-wan telling her those things about her mom so i think that helps that plot hole so to speak from return of the jedi that some people have have tended to have problems with because she does say kind and sweet and stuff and he says almost the same stuff to her about her mother so i really like that too yeah i I liked fear i liked all the um the words describing the the people fearless to me was um i i understand what you're saying but fearless to me was like he is so brave and so courageous. Like he will run headfirst into the, uh, think about yeah. him driving the car and attack of the clones. Yeah. Fearless. Like he's just straight down. And Obi-Wan's like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, it didn't even mean anything to him. I think, I think that's dead on. There was something else I was going to say too. Oh yeah. A friend of mine brought up the whole thing. Like, you know, it doesn't really make sense 
the whole Leia because she says in Return of the Jedi she remembers like images really she kind of remembers her mother and I was like I think that's a problem that George Lucas created so I don't really know what this series could have done to fix that um but I have for a long time kind of understood that when she says images really in in my head I think she's having like false memories of pictures that she's seen and stories that she's heard and people describing her mother to her when she was young, you know, and she's like kind of putting these things together. And she's like, I think I have this idea. Like, do you remember your mother? Like, I, I think so a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I, I think that slowly over time, what I'm saying is like Obi-Wan having this conversation with Leia Obviously, it doesn't solve the problem, but I think it moves it in the direction that yeah. th it makes that line a little bit more okay. Yeah. Because she was very young when she's hearing these details about her mother that she was like this. And then when she's nine years older, she's like, I, or actually not even nine years older, it would be 13 years older. She's kind of saying, I, I think I kind of remember her. Maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of, that's yeah. what I was trying to say. I don't know if I didn't get the point across. Well, but... I, I don't think you I don't think you specifically mentioned Return of the Jedi and her saying I remembering my mother, did you? That's exactly what I yeah, said. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Like ver verbatim, like word for word. Oh. <laughs> I, but didn't I do agree hear, with I didn't that hear you pick could, up on that at all. I think there is not like kind oh, of good, an understanding that she probably watched videos of her mother talking in the Senate. She's watched, you know things on the hollow net of like who her mother was yeah mm -hmm. yeah and I, I like i like that that you know she'd be able to learn more about her real mother while also loving her parents you know parents yeah i think that was a very important part and someone brought up in the chat earlier i did want to get to that you know like seeing jimmy smith and stuff again the continuity is so wonderful and what they've been doing with him in rogue one and this and um seeing how much they loved leia and uh almost like the opposite of owen who's trying to restrict what luke's doing Bale is like, be you, you know, you have a holster. Maybe that's the way to go, you know? And mm -hmm. I, I like that difference there because ultimately Leia and Luke still end up as great people. So it shows like as a parent, don't have fear in your kids turning out into bad people by preventing them from being who they are. Um, you can still let them be who they are. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, free will, let them do whatever, but Bale is very encouraging and letting Leia follow her nature natural spirit. Whereas like Owen with Luke is quite the exact opposite where he's trying to like sort of like Harry Potter, like, you know, hinder him exploring that stay on the farm. Another season. We'll deal with that next year. Uh, Bale's like, you want a holster? That's the way you want to go. All right. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that. Cool. So should we talk about Qui-Gon now? Let's talk about Qui-Gon. Have we, have we feeling, uh, I I loved it. I loved how sassy he was. The only kind of issue I had is that he's clearly aged from. He is know, aged. Ninety nine. He he's a seventy year old man, and they didn't seem to want to put or care to put too much focus on de aging in this series. Um, wh whether it's Anakin, uh, Obi Wan, they did okay with, uh, but Ewan McGregor still looks quite young for his age. Uh, but Qui Gon did look like. He aged in the netherworld, you know, uh, but he kept That's the same weird. hairstyle worked for him. I don't know. I, 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 the Anakin thing didn't bother me. I've had like a thought in the back of my head that like he'd still, he looks kind of old, but 
but then everybody ran with it and i've like looked at them side by side and i'm like really in all honesty it doesn't it doesn't bother me like at all and then the the qui-gon thing i even knew i was like they didn't de-age him but he's <laughs> to, to me watching it looking at it he doesn't look any different to me because you're like, used to seeing to Liam me, Neeson now i feel like if you saw him in 1997 right next to that you would say oh sure. yeah yeah. I no, mean, no, no, even no. his hair was longer that. in the show now than it was in. Was it? Um, yes. I just think I just think like, the robe? <laughs> yeah, I just what? felt like they dressed him up exactly. What is that? Some lame joke that you just made? Yeah, that he said they have a hole his... in his robe. Yeah. There oh, yeah. Got it. OK. But to me, just looking at him without doing a side by side, like. I think the outfit and everything about him just to me took me back immediately to the Phantom Menace and just was like, that's him. That's him from it's like they pulled it straight out of the uh, of a unused take or something like he didn't look older to me. It just looked like Qui-Gon like dead. on. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it was. I, I think was the attitude was there. I think the energy between them was there. I think it was like a really, really fun scene. I loved how he was like, finally, you're you're here. Um, but there definitely was an age thing, just like with Anakin. When you see Anakin, he does look a little older, but you can kind yeah. of, you know, understand that that's what we're getting. But the wig thing, I think, is what bothered me because his hair is like specifically much longer than it was in Phantom Menace. And that's mm. just because I'm, you know, I'm a woman. I'm very into Star Wars hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I, know about that. Eh. I was glad we got to see him and it, I thought it was very cool. And I, I thought it would have been. I thought that would have been a big problem for people. If that's Obi-Wan's... true, Mike said that Luke was able to change his appearance on crate. Okay, I get maybe he wanted longer hair. Yeah, Luke did the just for men. Uh, deal. <laughs> well, um, I mean, also don't forget that Anakin was able to change how he looked at the end of Return of the Jedi when he came back as a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The last time he was Anakin, so to speak. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like he just kind of has this idea. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't think the Force Ghost is supposed to be replicant of any specific look or anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I will say this. So I thought that I expected a bigger, more emotional scene with Qui Gon, and that kind of didn't happen. And it really did to me feel like they had two versions of the story that we're going to work perfectly one if Liam Neeson decides to come back and one without. And he did at the last minute decide to come back and they shot that scene. That scene did not have to be there, but it was the cherry on top that, that elevated it. And everybody who wanted him to come back knew that they were like, we, we, you know, you're running us for the mill whatever the term is, you know, we don't know if we're going to be able to get him back. He keeps saying no and all this, but should we just pay more money? Like we got to get him. We want to have this scene. We think it's going to make the show better. I think he was always in it, James. I don't think it was a last minute ad. I a hundred percent think he was always in it. He was always, always in it. And he was just a terrible liar, by the way. (laughs) He's the worst liar. I don't know, man. It feels the the scene i like it and i'm really glad that it's there and i can actually talk more about it but i think that it feels a little bit like an add-on i feel like they had two versions one with one without they got him so they went with the one with and that's how they tacked him on at the end because the show could have been totally fine without that scene okay we just could have went went on without it if that was it 
and the only mention of him in the whole series, I'd say you have a you have a valid argument. But because the show starts with Obi-Wan trying to reach out to him and connect with him, and it happens throughout the series, it's building to that. And I think if they did that throughout the whole series and he never shows up, people would have a big problem with that. A big problem. Like in another universe, there's a version I mean, of this series out it almost and he doesn't happened. show up and people explode online that he didn't show up in the series because they teased it the whole series. You know that happens. Articles, YouTube videos, everything. So I, 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 and, I don't know. And the way I just yeah. feel like 10 minutes before that show ended, I go, this is how it ends. There was no Qui-Gon and that's fine. It's going to be fine. That's how I was taking it. And I was like, it's not going to happen. And then it did happen. And I go, oh, good. I'm glad it happened. But I, I yeah. don't know that there would have been this like crazy big backlash to him not showing up. Hundred percent, there would be because they yeah. mentioned him in Revenge of the Sith about him yeah. teaching Obi Wan how to connect with the Force in a way that they've never discovered. And I think the reason he didn't show up until the end is because Qui Gon knew Obi Wan wasn't ready. He wasn't reengaged with being a Jedi until the very end when he did face Vader. Very similar to Yoda saying to Luke, you must confront Vader, only then a Jedi will you be. Obi-Wan had to do the same thing and face that again, face his fears, face his past, become standing tall, becoming the Obi-Wan we know. Then he finally came back to him and said, you're ready mm -hmm. to learn this next step, which is learning how to become one with the Force. So Yeah, he had to get back to himself before he was right. going to show Teach himself. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and I I do get all that, and that that all being said, the what I've said before, like what I want to say more about Qui Gon is that now that it has happened that way, I like this version better yeah. than him showing up when he was at his lowest of lows. Right. Uh, that's I agree. I I completely agree with that. And I also this makes more sense now that he was like training and he was here, but for the past ten years he's never gotten better than he was in Revenge of the Sith. He's always been down, bobbling along. Yeah. Now, finally, that he's back where he was or higher, Qui-Gon can appear to him and said, now you're ready. Now we're talking. Now you're back in your right state right, of mind. Exactly. So I like that now. And my last point on Qui-Gon is when Obi-Wan was buried and he's doing the, the, the flash thoughts about Leia and Luke back to Leia before he explodes out of, out of the um, rocks, I thought that was going to be the Qui-Gon moment, but I'm glad it wasn't because it makes mm -hmm. me think back to the people who wanted the force ghost party in the rise of Skywalker helping Ray defeat Palpatine, which I don't like because it takes away from the moment from that hero. And if Obi-Wan needed Qui-Gon to lift up to, to defeat Vader, it completely defeats the purpose of Obi-Wan's hero journey. So I like when that hero is by themselves and they are able to find it within themselves to get themselves to that place. So I'm glad, even though I thought that was the Qui-Gon moment, I'm glad it wasn't just the way I'm glad Ray didn't have like help from force ghosts to defeat Palpatine. Like I, I like the hero being able to find that in themselves because that's a lot of what Star Wars means to me is finding that in yourself to to get to the place where you need to be that maybe you don't think you're capable of. Um, so I'm glad that that didn't happen. And I know, um, Lacey, we have a couple of super chats we got to get to, right? We do. And I apologize in advance if you hear my baby crying. <laughs> I can't. So no. Perfect. No. Is she, she watching is the going, episode? Is that she at she the, is going, the moment? 
I don't know. She's going bananas right now. And I'm sitting here going, oh, no. <laughs> um, all right. Super chats. Let's get to the super chats right now. First up, we have Double D. Thank you so much. Who said, I just thought of this. And A New Hope, when Kenobi tells Luke Vader killed his father, saying what he's saying what Vader says to him about he was the one that killed Anakin. Yeah, well done. I just well thought done. of that. Wait, uh, I would have gotten it eventually, but I just, that's really, they literally tied everything up, huh? Yeah. They did In a, a new nice hope, job. when Kenobi tells Luke Vader killed his father, yes, he's saying he what did. Vader says to him about he's not he lying. was the one that killed Anakin. Oh. Yep. You All right, and next is Frank. Thank you so much That's for the super chat. Frank, who said, it would have been interesting if Obi-Wan could have used the Force to help Leia remember those images of Padme when she was born. Similar to Loop helping Grogu remember. Might have worked. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I think before we get that, out of here, though, John, we have to talk about Palpatine. That's what everybody's saying in two, the chat. Yeah. Two things. Palpatine. Oh, we have one more and... super chat. Yeah. Christian Morales, thank you for the super chat. He said, so do you think Obi-Wan sold the ship to pay for his house? Thanks for all you guys do. We'll do it again for Andor. Absolutely. I'm so pumped for Andor. That's a good point. Maybe he did sell the ship for I his house. I think he did, yeah. That's, um, a, that's a great point. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, two things we have to talk about. One, uh, real quick, uh, Natalie Holt's music. I know early on I was like, I'm not vibing it. The last two episodes... She really took it to new heights. And I really, really loved the music she created for the lightsaber duel. I'm glad, again, it wasn't a rehash to Duel the Fates or Battle of the Heroes. It was its own music for its own battle. Uh, it, it Everything they did for this duel respected this duel to stand on its own and not rely on something that happened prior. Um, so I thought she did a, a phenomenal job in this episode, in the last episode, but especially this episode with the music, I absolutely loved the callbacks, the themes, the use of new stuff. I thought she she arrived and knocked it out of the park in this finale. And maybe that was her intention was to do this slow sort of build. Uh, and if that's the case, fine. I thought she absolutely nailed it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was amazing. I, I definitely was thinking and I don't know. I don't know if that's it. And it probably is, John partially that you know it was just uh the way they delivered the music to us but also now that we've you know had like six weeks or six episodes of the songs like that obi-wan theme when it hits it's it's more recognizable um you know we're kind of connecting it to early moments when we saw when we heard the song and then we're like i don't know you know i know it's the theme or whatever but it didn't really do anything for me but now when we hear it again he's like on the ship and he's leaving Alderaan, you know, you're like, oh man, it really is wrapping up yeah. these six episodes, this time we spent with Kenobi. So now when we hear that music again in the future, we're going, it's going to take us back to these like five weeks. Right. Uh, yeah. That we were, yeah. we're in this show. Um, the other thing too, that I wanted to mention that I would um, have been seeing some comments on too, the, the production I've had, I've had problems with the production on this show, but I don't think any of it really showed in this last episode. Sounds like I saved it for this last episode. Mm -hmm. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. It, it felt like in earlier scenes when I would say it feels like they're on um, the volume. I'm like, 
how did they shoot this on the volume? If the, if, if that's even the case, you know, there were so many things. I loved that planet that they fought on. I loved uh, the uh, stuff in Tatooine and I loved the stuff on Alderaan. Like there were so many shots that I was like, I, I feel like this is a hundred percent big budget movie right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I agree. And I can't see, I can't see um, like any, um, you know, where they, they had to be cheap on the, the set or the special effects. Yeah. Um, maybe some of the ships flying around still kind of felt a little weird, but I don't know. It yeah. was all there. All the production was there for this last episode for sure. Leave that lasting memory. Yeah. And I know, and, and by the way, shout out to, to Lacey for not only being a part of the conversation, but cleaning up, cleaning up the uh, trash compactor uh, some, that sometimes yeah. appears in the chat. Um, <laughs> but Lacey, your, your thoughts on the music. Uh, I know you were a big Natalie Holt fan for Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, last couple episodes or the whole series, like any, any quick thoughts on, on, on her contribution as the, the most recent and first female, I believe, Star Wars composer. I think she did great. I thought she did her use of her own kind of music and kind of pulling from certain themes and, and weaving in the John Williams stuff worked really well. I think going into Obi-Wan Kenobi, we were expecting the typical star Wars music and the fact that we didn't, we were kind of nervous, you know, cause cause Mando is its own thing mm-hmm. and Bo- book of Boba Fett's own thing. Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> have to be like, <laughs> so you going into this, we were really expecting that classic star Wars cinematic music. And I think that we got it. I think she, she killed it. She did a great job. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I, I agree. I'm curious to see if they do more, if, if she continues on, which would be nice for that continuity. Same with Deborah Chow. Um, and then Palpatine. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think we kind of thought it would be a quick appearance if he showed up. This is obviously what he was alluding to when he said, you know, the Emperor is still around during this time, so maybe he pops up or something. And it was that yeah. sort of hologram thing. I got uh, keep your eye on that Kenobi series. I think he straight up dropped it, and everybody was like, still iffy he said about an, it. An upcoming thing, back. So we weren't sure if it was Andor or Kenobi, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, um, yeah. And he may he may be an Andor too, but um, I liked his appearance. I, it felt like it made sense because he it's uh, you know still. 15 years away from when we meet him in return of the Jedi and you know, someone could age more. I feel like they got his look conservatively better than what they went for in some other um, iterations, uh, including revenge of the Sith after he was deformed. But what I most importantly liked is just that it, it made me think of the comics a bit. Like when he was screwing with Vader's head with like Padme's ship and stuff, he really is. He knows vader aka anakin's psyche so well that he knows how to stoke what bothers him he created and anakin basically vader yeah or um, vader sorry yeah he well some people think he created anakin too but we won't <laughs> open that can of words today but <laughs> yeah yeah he he knows how to push back on things that vader may question about himself and you know he's like are your feelings clear on this lord vader and he's like they are clear and he's like all right good making sure you know but he really is minute he really is manipulating him and i like seeing that in a one-on-one where there's no audience it's clearly him just making sure it reminds me of the prequels a bit when he knows how to get inside his head and say like the jedi don't trust you 
you're the most powerful. I can't believe they would not trust you. And he's just feeding that and constantly feeding that and beating it into him. It's such so, abuse, and it makes you feel worse for Vader. But because Star Wars has a villain problem, Palpatine doing this stuff is big time because he's the reason why this whole saga exists in terms of the Skywalker saga. So seeing him do this stuff is very important because it makes you like, like remember, like, oh, why? How come Vader didn't like question, keep questioning? It's like, this is why. This guy like manipulated him beyond belief from when he was a little kid, uh, and and seeing it here is just an added point to that. And I like I love I love seeing McDermott anytime he wants to. He loves being the emperor, so anytime he gets to do it, I know people are tired mm-hmm. of oh the emperor somehow returned. Fine, bring him back a billion times. I love him. Hmm. So what's interesting to me about this quick performance is that I saw the emperor, but I felt uh, Palpatine. So like I saw the original trilogy character, but I was hearing and feeling the prequel character. Um, and I, I think the part, voice, yeah. I, well, no, I'm saying like in the dialogue, like him saying like, you seem troubled, my friend, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah. that felt to me like that young, um, Palpatine uh, who you know was still like Attack of the Clones Phantom Menace kind of pulling the strings on Anakin like um, I don't know like the the manipulation there but like it didn't it didn't feel like a um, like an evil manipulation it felt like he's like what's wrong pal we're friends like as if he hasn't he hasn't yet revealed that he's a Sith Lord but but he very clearly has at this point but it's he still felt like he was pulling the strings of like we're I don't know friends. Well, that's the bully like, thing too. Yeah, it's like it's like you're abuse. We're, we're the psychological same, abuse. Yeah, yeah, we're the same, man. I'm your friend. Like I respect yeah. you. You, you know? have to remember like, he groomed him from like a very young age. Like yeah. it's a very manipulative relationship. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm I saying. Know. It's like I, I didn't feel I didn't really feel like uh, original trilogy emperor there it felt more like that younger i get you yeah chancellor yeah. palpatine senator palpatine i got talking you. um i feel that for sure um and even his voice a little bit felt a little that way too but um lacy uh, thoughts on on the shiva appearance did you dig it or were you like eh? i thought it was great i kind of laughed a bit because i was like i know john is somewhere cheering right now that he's on screen <laughs> i think he did a good job and i think just kind of the setting of after everything that Anakin slash Vader has been through, there he is once again alone in his castle. And it's like, okay, you did it. You got all the power. You're at the top. How does it feel? And it's like this kind Mm -hmm. of typical lesson of like, once you've gotten that far, is it worth it? Was it worth doing all these things that you did? Where's your crown king? Nothing. Mike Ramore, if he's in the chat, will appreciate that. Um, yeah, so all right, so real quick before we get out of here, I know we're up on 90 minutes, so thanks to everybody who's been sticking with us live. And if you're listening on audio and you're still listening at this point, that's awesome. Uh, you're enjoying the discussion, so we appreciate it. But, um, let's just give a yes or no right now, sort of like a will of the force, I guess. Will we get a season two of Kenobi? James. Yes, oh, oh Lacey, yes. <laughs> <sighs> Whether you I want it or I'm... not, do you think it happens? Yes. 100%. Uh, we got 100%. 100%. 
I'm not a hundred percent, but right now I am leaning towards yes. I am too, and I I sense the reluctance in your voice, James, and I feel it too because I feel like almost like with like like Top Gun Maverick, like it's about to make a mm. billion dollars. I'm like they 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 caught lightning in a bottle. They're probably going to try to do another one. It's going to stink. Uh, I just don't want them to make another Kenobi and it not be good or something because I thought this was really good. But I do. It's almost like they're going to make it just because they love Ewan so much and he wants yeah. to do it. Well, but, I, I already felt I that know, way man. about this series. And I was like, you know, it, it, the way it played out, we'll talk about it next week. But like, you know, it, it's fine. It is what it is. And I'm okay with how things all came around. But it, um, and like I said, we'll talk about this on Monday, but it just feels like things are leaning in that sequel direction. And I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I So I'm going to say I think they will, but I'm a little nervous about it. Um, but I have faith. So especially if it's the same crew with Deborah Chow and all that uh, and the writers, but we'll see. Um, uh, Lacey, I know we have uh, an, uh, another couple of super chats to get to before we get out of here. So I definitely want to get to those that we can. Uh, yes. So first we have Dave Hornack up. Indeed, Dave, thank you so much for the super Dave, chat. Thanks. Um, thanks, buddy. So he said, you guys are the best. Love these live recap shows and agree with Christian. And can't wait for Andor. May the force be with you. I can't either. I'm getting really excited for that. Not as much I'm as the James, but I'm getting there. <laughs> for Andor, man. <laughs> I feel like I see scenes in Kenobi with the low production, and I'm like, man, the clashing up against the... I mean, and it's just the trailer. They probably could have put all the best shots in it, but right. you know what I mean? I'm like looking at that trailer, and I'm like, that show looks like a movie. You know, Now, this episode yeah. makes gives it a run for its money for sure, like as I said earlier about the production on the final episode. But... <laughs> You know, I just watched that trailer and I'm just so pumped for Andor. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we have Lawrence Flynn. Thank you so much for the super chat. Who said Obi-Wan series exceeded all my expectations. Can't believe it's over. Keep up the great work, TRB. These live chats are fun. Oh, uh, thanks, Lawrence. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks to everybody who's um sent in super chats and everybody who's Seven sent in days. comments and stuff and, oh, yeah. and and who's been having fun together in the chat. That's the most important thing um it's really cool and it, it makes the conversation fun because a lot of times you guys bring up stuff that we're like oh yeah 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 yeah, that's right or you correct speaking, us on stuff you know yeah so. speaking of like oh yeah that's right all right here's an easter egg that probably everybody caught but i wanted to point it out um this yes yep right yes yes the vincent price obi-wan kenobi on the left um <laughs> no but the, the, the dr strange kenobi yeah absolutely yeah the outfit <laughs> I did not connect that. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, that was nicely done. I well done. I was kind of surprised. Like I did catch it. And I when he was standing there, I was like, oh, he's got some goggles. Wait a minute. They're orange goggles. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> put it together. And in searching for that picture, by the way, I found a I found uh other photos of him wearing similar outfits and stuff. And I, I didn't take the time to recognize if they were like from legends or fan art or something, but he's obviously been portrayed at a very high level in outfits, very similar to that too. So if not like an actual Canon pool, it was like a legends pool or like old stories of Obi-Wan. Like Obi-Wan is very well known for wearing this particular outfit with the goggles and other pieces of equipment hanging out and stuff and i was like oh man that's 
that's uh i'm really glad that they got that in there to the kenobi series and and people finally got to see live action ewan mcgregor wearing the outfit that they've (laughs) had cool had him pictured in his head because of these comics and stuff for so long they're like there he is that's him that's the obi-wan from the comics like yeah no that is really cool that they did that shows that they paid attention and they have everyone uh on the same page um do you guys have anything else you guys want to throw out there before uh i i thank patrons and and get us out of here nope i checked off all my things i don't think so i'm just so happy with where this series went i really loved what they did with leia especially i i have such a deep love for that character growing up so it's exciting to see that character be brought in a new light for especially for young girls and and young kids that are Mm -hmm. watching star wars that now can dress up like her and and feel like they can be their rambunctious selves and and be a part of the rebellion which is really cool um but yeah i'm i'm really excited to see where we go next with star wars and don't forget we're doing this one more time next week i see people in the chat being like this has been fun we have one more left yeah, so next week we have an opportunity now, all of us together, um, maybe get some rewatches on of some of your favorite episodes, but we're going to discuss the entire series now that we've been through it. Because, you know, discussing part two, uh, when you haven't seen the the four that come after it, is going to be different now. So we have an opportunity to uh, have one more episode where we talk about all of it while stuffing our face with soft tacos. So that's really exciting. <laughs> um, but thank you to everybody who joined us live. Thank you to everybody who's listening on the podcast feed. However you're taking this in, you are our part of TRB. You mean a lot to us. You're the reason why we have such a cool community in our small, tiny little speck of the galaxy. So thank you all very much for your support. Make sure you are going to Star Wars News Net. There it is. Uh, if you want to read my review, I did a written review of the final episode. Go to StarWarsNewsNet.com. Uh, but also for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more, um james does such a great job with a lot of our graphics and videos and Lacey covers all of our hasbro stuff and miguel who popped up before one of our best writers we have a great team there kyle with the reviews i can go down the whole list a great team at star wars news net so please go check it out um and uh also patreon.com slash resistance broadcast if you like what we do and want to support us and you're able to support us tiers start at just two dollars a month um you get access to a lot of our bonus videos including our poll chats uh, bonus episodes uh live q a's uh we also have a discord server so just go check it out patreon.com slash resistance broadcast find the tier that works for you sign up and uh thank you um last but not least a special shout out to our generals and spice runners on patreon our generals carmelo john reese jetta rosewater paul olson frank ronde darth hurricane john charlton nick kratz christian morales brian smith matt chitty danny mike ramori matt heath chris white brendan mclaughlin Count Pepto, Sam Zilk, and Val Trichkoff. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan War, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, who's coming up on our uh, uh, Spice Run next week. Uh, Andrew Staley and Jeremy Myers, thank you all. And yeah, again, next Wednesday, next Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll be back doing this 9 p.m. right here on the channel. Uh, so join us, bring your tacos, and we'll have some fun. Um, Johnny Hoey on Twitter, Star Wars Newsnet, and I have a movie podcast called Just Like the Movies, where I talk about non-Star Wars movies. We're doing Jaws next. Uh, James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Meyer Trunks is where you can find me. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Lacey Gillerin. Thanks to everybody for watching from the three of us. We'll see you next week and next time 
right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. 